as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the 40th division of the psalm, Psalm 40. We're going to read the first three verses this morning. For those of you that will be listening to this message on the internet or by CD at a later date, let me just say that I have my Rice Krispie voice today, snap, crackle, and pop. I've been sick for a few days now, feel like every day I'm going to feel better and just not quite there yet, but I believe the Lord's going to help us today. So breathe the prayer for us today, not necessarily for you. I can do about anything once. It's that second time around that's very, very difficult when you're not feeling well. So please remember me in prayer as you leave today as well. A Psalm of David, Psalm 40, began reading with verse number one. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me. Lord, I want to talk for just a few moments about God's waiting room. God's waiting room. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that your anointing will rest upon the message and the messenger, Lord, today. God, I pray that the anointing will break every yoke of hindrance and bondage today. Father, give us the strength today to minister effectively, Father, the word of the Lord. Knowing in my heart today there's someone desperately needing this word today, And I pray that you will help us to deliver the word that you have placed in our heart. Father, help us with this today. All for your glory, all of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, nobody likes to wait. In America, we want what we want, and we want it right now. And with today's modern technology, we we have instant access to just about everything. And yet waiting is still a very big part of all of our lives. So let's talk about the process of waiting this morning. Let's talk first of all about the practice. The practice. You see, although we, we, we now have fast food, we have fast cars, we have, we have fast computers, and yet waiting is still common practice. Statistics tell us today that we spend 4 to 5% of our time waiting. Yeah, we have fast food, but we wait in line to get it. Uh, we have fast cars, uh, but the fellow in front of us is driving too slow. Yeah, we have a fast internet, but, uh, but it's not working at the moment that we need it most. So waiting is still common practice. Sometimes we have to wait on God. How many have ever had to wait on God? Sometimes we have to wait on God. David said in our text, he said, I waited patiently. I waited patiently for the Lord. As I look through the word of the Lord, the Bible is filled with example after example after example of people that spent time in God's waiting room. 
Noah, you know the story he heard from God about a future flood that would come to planet earth that would totally destroy every living creature. Everyone that did not get aboard the ark would be destroyed. And yet many years transpired between the promise and the fulfillment. No doubt Noah endured a lot of ridicule from people around him while he spent time in God's waiting room. Abraham and Sarah, we know their story. Oh, oh, they spent 25 years in God's waiting room waiting on the child of promise. The children of Israel, no less than 40 years did they spend in God's waiting room. Let me bring it a little bit closer to home this morning. We too, you and I this morning, we too, we will spend time in God's waiting room. Maybe you're here this morning and you're in God's waiting room right now. Perhaps God has given you a promise and you are waiting for the fulfillment of that promise. Maybe you're waiting on healing this morning. Maybe you're waiting on the salvation of your children. You've been praying for years that God would save your kids and And you're waiting on God to do it. Maybe you're waiting on God to promote you. Or or maybe you're waiting on on your next ministry assignment. Or or maybe you're waiting on God to increase the ministry that you already have. Truth be known, this morning we will all spend time in God's waiting room. The second thing I want us to notice is the presumption. And it's pretty easy to begin to presume some things when we are in God's waiting room. In fact, the longer that we have to wait, the more likely we are to begin to presume. Just a couple of presumptions that we tend to make when we, when we have been in the waiting room for a while. How about number one, that nothing is happening. When we've been in the waiting room, when we've been waiting on God for some time, we, we, we tend to begin to, to presume that, that nothing is happening. David cries out to God in, in Psalm chapter 13 and verse 1, and he says to God, he says, How long, O God? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me. When we've been in God's waiting room for a little while, it becomes easy for us to begin to think negative thoughts. We begin to think that absolutely nothing is happening. That God is nowhere to be found. That, that, that He has absolutely forgotten His promise to us. Oh, oh, we begin to presume that God has placed me on hold and God has forgotten that He put me on hold. And then we begin to start looking around at our circumstances and and our situation and we see that that little, if anything, has changed with our circumstances. And so again we begin to presume presume that nothing is happening. We begin to cry out to God and we begin to say, God, I've cried and I've prayed. God, I've sought your face. God, God, I've done everything that I know to do. I've obeyed your word. God, I've done it all. I've done it all. Where are you? Say, God, here I am stuck in the very circumstances that I've been going through for ever so long. 
and nothing seems to be happening. And if you look this morning with natural eyes at your circumstance, at your situation, it's easy to presume, it's easy to think nothing is happening, nothing is changing, nothing is going on. Let me tell you a little secret this morning. And the secret is that things are not always as they appear on the surface. Friend, God is at work even when we cannot see what he is doing. And I want to tell you this morning that there is more going on in the invisible world than there is in the visible. And let me tell you this morning that the spirit world is more active than the natural world. So never presume while in God's waiting room that nothing is happening. Oh, oh, God is busy this morning. He's, He's lining up situations and circumstances and appointments for you. Let me suggest this morning that God is not only working on your situation, but more important than that, God is also working on you. And his waiting room is part of the process. Another presumption that we tend to make after what we think is too much time in the waiting room is that that we're wasting time. Oh, here I am in God's waiting room wasting precious time that could be better spent. And yet obviously for whatever reason we are are not ready yet or God would, would release us from his waiting room. Look with me over in the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5 and verse 7 and 8. James writes and he says, Therefore be patient, brethren. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. So you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. James reminds us here that there is a process that God takes all of us through. It's the very same process that a farmer uses to grow his crops. And this process has three separate elements to it. And these three elements are seed, time, and harvest. The the farmer plants the seed. But it's not time for harvest yet. He plants the seed, but then he gives time. He gives time for the seed to germinate. He gives time for the seed to grow. He gives time for for the rains to come and water the seed. He gives time for the sun to do its work. And it's only after he plants the seed and it is only after time. It is only then that there is a harvest. The time element is not a waste. Waiting is part of the process. And so it is with us and so it is with our lives. God's waiting room is not a waste of time. But God's waiting room is part of his process. But then, there's a problem. A couple of problems develop sometimes. When we're in God's waiting room. 
The first one is a loss of patience. In our text, David starts out by saying in verse 1, I waited, I waited patiently for the Lord. But by verse 13, David is saying, please deliver me. And he says, and hurry up. And by verse 17, David says, do not delay. What happened to David's waiting patiently for the Lord? In Genesis chapter 15, God promises Isaac to Abraham and Sarah. Oh, but as too much time elapses from the promise to the provision, Abraham and Sarah lose patience in God's waiting room. And they take matters into their own hands. And the outcome of their loss of patience oh, is Ishmael. Ishmael who has been a thorn in the side of Israel ever since. Oh, how many times have we made bad decisions because we lost, we lost patience in the waiting room. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're in God's waiting room and, and maybe you are waiting this morning on God to send somebody into your life as your life's mate. Hey, you have grown weary of waiting. And so now you begin to look around for this person in all the wrong places. Maybe you're seeing somebody right now. And you know in your heart that they are not the right one for you. That check that uneasiness, that sickening in your spirit, that in your knower that you know this is not right and this is not the right one. And yet you're so tired of being alone that you are now willing to compromise. I wouldn't do it. Let me tell you something that is, that is far worse than being alone. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. You don't know. You, you've been married 40 years. You don't know anything about being alone. You don't know the loneliness. You, you don't know what it's like to go through the holidays. Alone. You don't understand. But let me tell you this morning, though I may not fully understand, but I can tell you this morning something far worse than being alone. And what's worse than being alone is being with the wrong person. Maybe you've been waiting on direction from God and God hasn't given you any direction and you have lost patience and you begin to think, oh, well, if God doesn't give me direction in this, I'm just going to make up my own mind. I'm just going to make my own decision. I wouldn't do that. I would not recommend that. You see, bad decisions are often made when we lose patience in God's waiting room. Listen, if God has not said emphatically yes or emphatically no, if God has not given you clear direction on a matter, my advice to you this morning would be stand still. My advice for you today would be to wait. Wait. 
It's not time yet. Another problem in God's waiting room is the loss of passion. It's hard to retain passion and enthusiasm about something when you're not seeing the results you expect and desire. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We need to understand that not every season is the reaping season. There's a planting season. There's a watering season. There's a poopy, I mean a fertilizing season. (laughs) And there's a waiting season. Remember, it's seed, time, harvest. So do not allow yourself to lose passion in the waiting season. Let me encourage you this morning. I used to tell my family this so much, they just they couldn't they wanted to throw me out of the car. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Don't, don't, don't just gain your joy and your fulfillment from the harvest. If the only joy you ever have is in the time of harvest, more often than not, you're not going to have any joy. When are we going to get in our new building? Just enjoy the process. Enjoy looking forward to it. You know, I think my kids had more fun, you know, thinking about Disneyland than they really did at Disneyland. (laughs) Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Sit back, relax. Can't do anything about it anyway. Don't don't just gain all of your joy and fulfillment from from the harvest. Oh, don't merely enjoy the reaping times. Enjoy the process. Gain joy and fulfillment from pleasing God in everything that you do. Even in the planting and the watering. Even in the waiting time. The fourth thing I'd like to talk about this morning is the preparation. You see, God's purpose for His waiting room is preparation. That's what the waiting room is all about. Preparation. First of all, God wants to prepare our hearts. Our hearts. Jeremiah 17 and 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God is constantly working on our heart, chiseling away at our imperfections and our wickedness. 
I don't know this morning, but just perhaps, perhaps the reason why you are still in God's waiting room today, perhaps the reason why you have not been released to the front lines of battle, perhaps it is an issue of the heart. And your heart is not prepared and ready. Perhaps there's bitterness in your heart. Could be there's resentment. Could be there's unforgiveness in your heart. Might be that your heart is is full of pride and arrogance and God cannot use you with a heart in such a condition. Joseph spent several years in God's waiting room as God chiseled away at his heart. And made it ready for the time that he would one day walk out of God's waiting room. Fully prepared to lead God's people in difficult times. I'd encourage you today, take a look into your heart. I would encourage you today, oh, examine the condition of your heart today. It just could be, I don't know, but it just could be that something in your heart is keeping you. In God's waiting room. And only after you deal with the condition of your heart. And only after God gets your heart right. Only then will you be released from God's waiting room. Because God's waiting room. Is a time of preparation. Not only does God want to prepare our heart. In the waiting room. But also God wants to prepare our hands. When we find ourselves in God's waiting room. it's It's a good time for us to get our house in order. It's a time for us to get ourselves ready for the next chapter. That God wants to write in our life. Practically, it's a time to get our finances in order. Well, I can't believe why God won't call me, calls others. Well, you know what? He can't call you because you've got your finances so messed up. Just saying. Just saying. I've been able to do a few things in my ministry simply because my finances weren't messed up. Wasn't because I was God's number one pick. Wasn't because I was the number one, the best man for the job. Part of the reason was I could. God, I'm available. God says, no, you're not. You're not available. You're drowning in a sea of debt. You're not available. Hello? I get a little delirious when I'm sick, so you know. Hey, why don't we get out of debt and free ourselves to do and go and participate in whatever God might have for us. And the waiting room is a, is, is a good time to equip ourselves, to equip ourselves with the knowledge and the skill that we're going to need after we get out of the waiting room. Yes. 
But all we do in the waiting room is grumble and complain and cry and sing the blues and have pity parties. And we miss the whole purpose of the waiting room. The waiting room is time for God to prepare us, to prepare our heart, yes, but also to prepare our hands. Amen. It is a time for us to allow God to school us and get us ready. Maybe our hands are tied because of an unhealthy relationship that we are in. Maybe if we freed ourselves from the relationship, perhaps we would be ready for God to use us. And I'm not talking about divorcing your spouse here. Let's be clear. You see, I know a little bit about what I'm talking about because people have come to me many, many times in the past and they've told me some incredible dream or they've told me of some call that God, call of ministry that God, they believe God had placed upon their life. But as I observed them, I would observe them and see that they were making absolutely no preparation for the fulfillment of the dream or the call. You see, the waiting room is a good place to prepare. It's a a good place to get your house in order. All your resources, all your relationships, all your research and development. God uses the waiting room to prepare us. He wants to prepare our heart and He wants to prepare our hands. The fifth thing I want to talk about, and finally this morning, talking about God's waiting room today, let's talk about the provision. You see, provision comes to those who wait correctly. So let's get back to our text. You thought I wasn't ever going to get there, didn't you? Took me a while, but I'm back. Back to our text, Psalm 40, verse 1 through 4. David writes, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He established my steps. He put a new song in my mouth. Praise to my God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. There are four things that I can see right here. Four things here provided to people who wait properly. Not just to those that wait, but to those that wait properly, to those that wait correctly. There's provision. The first one is involvement. When we react correctly in God's waiting room, God gets involved. Verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, David said. And God's response, he heard me. (laughs) He heard me. God got involved. He heard my cry. And he brought me 
Out of the pit I was in. You see, when we wait patiently, when we wait correctly, when we wait properly in God's waiting room, oh, oh, when we react correctly to the waiting period and testing times of life, friend, we can expect God to get involved with us. Amen. We can expect divine intervention. Second provision, I love this one, innovation. Innovation, verse 3, he has put a new song in my mouth. Notice the phrase, new song. Not an old song. And I'm not against old songs. I'm not throwing, a, throwing, any, throwing stones at old songs. But David didn't say he gave me and put a new, an old song. No, he didn't remind me of an old song. No, no, no. He said he put a new song. Not an old song. Not same old, same old. He's put a new song in my mouth. Those of us, if we will wait patiently for the Lord, those those who respond correctly and properly in God's waiting room, friend, can expect to come out of the waiting room different than the way they were when they went into the waiting room. Because for some of us, God wants to do a new thing in and through us. I believe that He wants to put a new song in our mouth today. I believe that He wants to anoint us with fresh oil today. Oh, He wants to do in and through us something that He has never done in and through us before. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things. Do not consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Oh, it will spring forth, says the Lord. Will you not know it? And 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and it's not even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. But oh, look at verse number 10. We always quote number 9. We're always saying that God said, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and it's not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. And we think about that as the sweet by and by. We think about that, that shouting ground, talking about heaven and the sweet by and by, and just over in the glory land, and when we're going to have all that heaven has for us. Oh, we're excited and thrilled about that. We shout about that. And we forget verse 10. Because God's not talking about the sweet by and by here. He's not talking about just over in the glory land. He's not talking about heaven. He's not. Read it. Paul said, eye has not seen, ears not heard, not even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. Read verse 10. But God will reveal them to us by His Spirit. That's not a sometime later scripture. That's for here and now. You see, as we spend time in God's waiting room, oh, oh, we should spend time Prayerfully. Talking to God and letting God talk to us. And letting God reveal to us what His plan for us is. Once He gets us out of the waiting room. 
God, what's this waiting room all about? Why am I in here anyway? Ah, oh, you're in there to prepare you. I want to prepare your heart. I want to prepare your hands. I've got a work for you. I've got a will for you. I've got, I've got a plan for you. God, what is it? What is it? Oh, what is it? Oh, oh, listen, somebody here today has been in God's waiting room for a long, long time. I believe this morning I've got a word for somebody here today. And the word for somebody here today is God is about to release you today. God is about to take you out of the waiting room today. You've been on hold for long enough. You've been in the waiting room long enough. But listen, before God releases Releases you, he's going to supply you with innovation. You're going to walk out of God's waiting room with a new song in your mouth. He's going to do in and through you what eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And it's never even been in your heart what God has for your life. Get ready. Get ready. A brand new chapter of your life is just about to begin. Talk about the provision that comes to those that wait correctly in God's waiting room. Involvement, innovation. How about, how about inspiration? Verse 3, he's put a new song in my mouth. Oh, even praise to my God. You see, people who experience what God wants them to experience in his waiting room come out of his waiting room inspired. Yeah, I've already said it, but let me say it again. It, it, it bears repeating. God doesn't want you sitting around doing nothing when you're in his waiting room. God wants, to, God wants you to use this time in his waiting room to pray, to read his word, to praise and to worship him. And friend, when you do these things in the waiting room, you can't stop inspiration from springing up within you. The last thing that is provided for us in God's waiting room, perhaps the most important of all, influence. Verse 3, he's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. But notice the next phrase. Many will see it. Many will see it. And fear. And trust in the Lord. Listen, listen church. People aren't impressed when you sing a victory song in time of victory. They expect you to. They're not impressed when you sing a song, when everything is well. Anybody can do this. But listen, friend, when you have been in a horrible pit like David said he was in, or when you have been stuck in the muck and the mire, and yet you come out of a situation like this with a new song in your mouth, even praise to God. Oh, when bad things happen to good people, and yet they still have a praise song in their mouth, this speaks volumes to people. This is when you have true godly influence. This is when people sit up and take notice. They recognize the power and the presence of God. There really is something different about you. It must be your God. The truth be known, when we are walking through God's waiting room, people are watching. They're watching us. Taking notice of our attitude. Taking notice of our faith. Taking notice of our response. 
we could get the worship team ready this morning. My question to you today is, how are you reacting in God's waiting room? Have you presumed that nothing is happening? Have you presumed that you're just wasting time? Have you lost your patience? Have you lost your passion in this time of waiting? I had a pastor recently tell me, I just remember the prophecies I had. I just remember the promises that I had years ago and I haven't seen them come to fruition. I haven't seen them become a reality. Have you lost your patience? Have you lost your passion in the time of waiting? Let me ask you this this morning. Are you making any preparation while you're in God's waiting room? Or are you spending all of your time Grumbling, complaining, fussing, fuming, singing the blues. How about your heart this morning? Is the reason why you are still in God's waiting room today because there's something in your heart is keeping God from taking you any further on your journey with Him. Or maybe it's your hands. Are your hands idle? You're in God's waiting room and your hands are idle. It's not a time for your hands to be idle. But in God's waiting room, it's a time for our hands to be busy preparing. Getting ourselves equipped. Getting ourselves prepared. next chapter that could be right around the corner. Are you ready for God's provision that He wants to give you before He releases you from the waiting room? Would you stand with me this morning? Father, I thank you, first of all, that you helped me today to get through this this morning. You helped me, Lord, not as I would want to, but you have helped me to deliver the word. It's not about my presentation anyway. It's about your word. And no doubt in my heart, not a doubt in my mind today, God, this is a word from you today for somebody here today. Several somebodies, as a matter of fact. Help us today to understand that you are at work this morning. And that the time in the waiting room is not wasted time, but it is a vital part of your process. As your 
Heads are bowed, your eyes are closed this morning. I'm going to, we're early this morning. I'm, I'm going to invite those of you this morning to the front, first of all, that you're struggling in the waiting room. You're in the waiting room. And you're struggling today. And you need God to help you today. He's already helped you with this word this morning. But you just need to cement that word into your heart, into your spirit today. Pastor, I'm in God's waiting room today. Thank you for listening to God. I'm in the waiting room today and I need God to help me and prepare me during this time of waiting. God bless you. Thank you. Others of you need to come as well this morning. I'm in God's waiting room and I need God to help me this morning. Thank you. God bless you. And you, God bless you. There are others this morning. Real quickly. Let's move out real quickly this morning. Thank you. God bless you. There are others. You're in the waiting room today. You're in God's waiting room. God knows where you're at today. It's all a part of his incredible process. As he takes us from glory to glory to glory. As he takes us from where we are to where he wants us to be. People are still coming. I'm going to wait just a couple more seconds this morning. About 30 more seconds. Real quickly, come on. Move on out this morning. Move on out this morning. Move on out this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, could we all make our way to the front this morning? Everybody make a move forward, please. Let's just come and get a little closer. Come into this altar area this morning. Let God cement the, the word, the message that he has given to us today. Let him cement that message into our heart, into our spirit today. Everyone, please, everyone. Thank you, Father. Father, I just pray for strength and stamina today for every person in the waiting room today. God, I just pray that you will help. God, you will help today. You will help these today. You will encourage these today. You will strengthen these today. You will minister to these today. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Father, we just thank you, Lord, that the waiting room is not forever. And we thank you, Father, for the time in the waiting room that you prepare us and build the foundation in our lives to handle the great things that you have in store for us, Father. Thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you're a guest with us, Don't forget to turn in your connection card at our Welcome Center. Have a wonderful afternoon and a great Thanksgiving with your families.